Hello, and welcome back to the Conservative Energy Podcast brought to you by the Conservative Energy Network. I'm your host, Kayla Ventura. Joining us today is Kayla Christensen, who is the Executive Director of the Minnesota Conservative Energy Forum. Kayla came to MINSEP with years of valuable legislative and political experience, including service to two presidents of the Minnesota Senate. She also brings valuable experience in electoral politics, having served both the Minnesota House and Senate Republicans as political staff, including as campaign manager in 2020 for a deciding race that delivered a majority to the Senate Republicans for the 2021-2022 legislative session. Kayla is a proud graduate of the University of Wisconsin, River Falls, and lives in Savage, Minnesota with her husband and two young sons. Kayla, thank you for joining me today. It's really great to have you here. Um, and I wanted to start off by giving you a chance to set the record straight. We work with renewable energy. So what is one misconception about your work that you would like to clear the air on? Yeah. So one of one of the things that gets uh, kind of lost in the shuffle is, for, well, first of all, energy is a very exciting time in, in history right now. We're in a very exciting moment where we've got lots of technologies uh, developing maturing, coming online. Um, the next five years is going to be vastly different than the last five years in, in terms of technology and capabilities and, and the ways the grid can look. And one of the things that gets lost in the shuffle in, in talking and discussing about what the next 15 or 20 or 30 or 40 years is going to look like is that a wind turbine and a solar panel are an object. They're a thing. They are not a political being. They are not a political thing. They are an object. How we set them up, how we implement them, that can get political. But in and of itself, a technology is a technology. And um, so it's, it's really frustrating when you're talking to people or just educating on it and and they view these objects as a political being. And when you strip them down to the basics of it, it's, it's just not. It's not. It's how we set it up. That is a really important distinction. We need to let the tech be. We are seeing that the way we power our world is changing. Um, yep. And you guys are definitely seeing that happen um, with some legislation that's passing right now or has passed in Minnesota. You're exactly right. There are no partisanships. Let's let the tech be the tech. Yes, yes, yes. I love that idea. Thank you so much. And, and like I said, that goes perfectly into um, the next subject we're going to talk about, which is a bill that was passed in the Minnesota legislature. Um, and it was passed earlier this year, requiring 100% renewable electricity. Um, and so I'm going to share a little bit of your quote. I will read it and then share it up here on the screen. Removing unnecessary red tape, streamlining the permitting process for low voltage transmission, and eliminating the certificate of need requirement for independent power producers, wind and solar projects are a great start for siting and permitting reforms that will benefit Minnesota. We applaud the authors for including the provisions in the bill and hope the legislature will address the imminent transition infrastructure challenges that Minnesota will face in the next few years as our energy needs only continue to grow, end quote. 
So Kayla, one of the issues that you address in that quote is the legislature and their need to speak to the imminent infrastructure transmission challenges. Uh, can you speak to what those challenges are and what they mean for Minnesota? Yes, transmission is the most expensive, time-consuming and complicated part of constructing the grid. It's also the oldest part of our grid at the time. In a lot, in a lot of different parts of the country, it's the oldest part that um, it needs updating, it needs expansion, um, and our needs are only increasing. Streamlining the permitting process um, through different avenues, not only for, you know, some of it's for renewables, but but some of it, you know, with HR1, um, dealing with energy and transmission and um, and mining and, and all of those things. There's lots to be said about streamlining permitting right now and everyone's looking at it and it is a serious problem um, that needs to be addressed. So while we didn't support 100% um, because we don't support mandates, we, we, um, we advocate for the free market to make those decisions and to decide what the grid would look like. Um, we are really excited about the permitting reform that is in there uh, that will bring developers to the state to make energy cheaper here. Um, we lose developers to other states because the permitting process is too long, too hard, too unpredictable here. Um, where you, you go to Wisconsin or Iowa or South Dakota, you know exactly what you need to do. You know exactly how long it's going to take. And um, you can make your business decisions and resource allocations accordingly. And it's very hard to do in Minnesota. So developers just leave, um, which is really frustrating because the voters want cleaner sources of energy. Um, they, they, according to our polling, it, it, across the board, the Republicans and Democrats, they, everybody wants cleaner sources. Yeah, it really sounds like that is what voters are looking for. They're ready to see power coming from different sources. But in order to get there, these permitting reforms are needed to help bring and keep developers in your state, it sounds like. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, awesome. Thank you for that rundown. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Minnesota um, and across the nation with HR1. We are going to take a quick little break and then I will be back with MNSEP Executive Director Kayla Christensen. If you're just tuning in, joining me today is Executive Director of the Minnesota Conservative Energy Forum, Kayla Christensen. Next up, Kayla, what initiatives do my MINSEP have on the calendar um, for this year? What's something you're really excited for that's coming up? Yeah, um, we're going to be having some live events throughout the state um, in this upcoming year, dealing with a, a number of different um, issues. Uh, there are ROFR issues, right, uh, right of first refusal issues coming out all over the Midwest and the country, and, and Minnesota is no different, and just doing some education of, of, um, of right of first refusal and competition in, in the energy space and how much it's greatly needed. Um, 
And two, and we we stick to we really stick to educating the public and legislators and public officials all the way down to county boards and township boards and um, how the grid works so that people can adequately understand perception and knowledge of the technology out there is 15 years old. And think about your cell phone 15 years ago. It was very different and your phone can do very different things. And problems that were a problem back then have been solved and they're no longer problems now. And they're financially viable. There are financially viable solutions to them that they have fixed and worked out. And it's, it's really exciting when we do that education and watching light bulbs go off in heads of like this, all these, all these different sources of energy, a diverse grid could be really good, not just for Minnesota, but my community as well. Um, for these events um, and just educating the public and legislators and, and public officials all the way down the line. Um, that's what we do best. And that's how we um, do our part in, in building a, an affordable, diverse grid in the state. That's wonderful. You talk about that light bulb moment. I had a light bulb moment over here when you started to talk about the technology, because what an incredible analogy. 15 years ago, my cell phone did not do anything near what it does today. Um, yeah. Let's talk about a wind turbine and, and how much they've grown. It's just not something that you think about um, and, yeah. and how we've been able to solve those problems. Um, right. Love that example. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and then I want to move into um, some more personal questions about what brings you to this work and specifically uh, what connects you to this work that you're doing. Yeah, I. Energy is just, as I said earlier, it's just a really exciting field to be in right now. Um, technology is moving so fast. Um, you know, when I first um, got started working in the energy industry, I was told within five years, you'll be able to farm under a solar panel. Um, well, here we are two years later, and they're building the first one in our state. And, you know, imagine in 10 or 15 years, the improvements on that. Um, and when you encourage innovation, and you let the market work out the kinks, and you let the market um, lead the way in in developing these technologies you're you're just gonna you're gonna see an explosion of possibilities and and we look back in history um in the history of technology and, and where kind of the pivotal moments were and i truly believe that we're in the middle of one right now and um and for my kids you know I, my kids are really little and the, the grid is going to look really different when they're older. And the, the jobs, there will be jobs that we don't even know are needed, you know, in 20 years that 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 exist. And um, that can be a really good option for them for a career and something they enjoy in an industry that is is just really fun to be a part of. And it's also so great to watch, like you said, that innovation that is ahead of schedule. Um, maybe yeah. we can do it in five years, but here we're yeah. two years in and we're going to get it in the ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so wonderful to see this growth be something that is going to keep happening and, and that's going to grow beyond what we can even fathom and the ways right. that we're, we're taking and using energy. And like you said, for, for your sons, for your children, 
um, what incredible opportunities now they can have to, to help power our world in a sustainable way. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, one last question before I let you go. Um, can you share with us what your hopes are for our clean energy future? Yeah, I, I like anyone. I want, I want a reliable grid. Um, but I also am very, like, I want the cleanest grid possible. Um, and so that means diversifying what our grid looks like. And so my clean my hopes for a clean energy future are just that we have found that perfect mix of, of reliability, affordability, and, um, and a, a market that, that drives those things forward and encourages innovation um, so that people with really good ideas have the opportunities to make these really good ideas a reality. Um, and that's what I work every day for and just really am so excited to watch that happen in the next 20, 30 years, so. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. And like you mentioned earlier, um, when, when your sons, when, when your children grow up, um, the grid is going to look different. That's something that we hope because the grid hasn't really changed um, since no. it's been around. So that, that innovation, it's way past time. Um, yeah. To see yeah. And, and I always talk about, you know, when the telephone was set up and our grid was set up around the turn of the century, um, they were regulated very similar for a really long time um, and close to 100 years. And then in the 1990s, we had the deregulation of the, of the phone service. And in 80 some 90 years, we had two innovations, the princess phone and the touchstone phone. And you know, now here we are 25, 30 years later and we're walking around with supercomputers in our pockets. Imagine, just imagine what the grid could do if left to the free market as well. Um, and so, it's going to be in a really, really exciting time and career, and and I'm just um, super thrilled to have found it. So wonderful. Well, thank you again, um, and thank you all for joining us for the Conservative Energy Podcast, brought to you by the Conservative Energy Network. Uh, Kayla, thanks again for joining me. Can you tell our audience members where they can find Minsa? Yeah, uh, MINSEF is at uh, Minnesota Conservative Energy Forum on Facebook and at MN Energy Forum on Twitter. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, our podcast is available on Spotify, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. You can learn more about CEN by visiting www.conservativeenergynetwork.org. You can also find us on Twitter at ConsEnergyNet on Facebook at Conservative Energy Network and on LinkedIn at Conservative Energy Network. As always, I'm your host, Kayla Ventura, and I hope you have a great day.